I am so excited for this episode to finally go live. We recorded it a couple of months ago, and I just decided to hold on to it until I felt like you guys needed it the most. And based on a lot of the conversations happening in my DMs and in the Buyerside Club Facebook group, I figured now was the time. So we're in the thick of it, right? And whether this is your first holiday season or it's your 10th, whether business has been amazing for you and you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed and overworked, or it's been a tough season and you're trying to figure out how to get more traffic, how to get more sales, we're all riding that roller coaster to some degree. And I'm here to tell you that that roller coaster never goes away, but there is this thing called our mindset. And we all know the power that our mindset has over our business and our kind of overall well-being. So I like to talk about mindset a lot, but I'm really excited today to have an expert on the podcast to actually give us some tangible tips and tools to help us work through these last couple weeks and even going into the new year when you feel burnt out, just kind of how to reset yourself and put yourself on the path to be really the leader and the CEO of your business, whether you are a solopreneur or you have a team. So I'm really excited today for you to meet Asia Witted. She's a mindfulness coach and a speaker, and we really talk about how to deal with burnout and overwhelm as a business owner during these busy seasons. So take a few deep breaths, take what you need from this chat to help you just enter a more calm headspace. And I hope that it helps you. So let's get into it. Okay, before we dive into today's chat, I want to actually just give you a little gift this season for tuning in and being the most amazing, loyal listeners that a girl could ask for. I love you guys so much. So as you know, in addition to this podcast and the retail strategy coaching that I do, I also have my own product business, Boku. I walk this crazy walk right alongside you and tis the season for gifting small. I would love to treat you guys to 15% off site-wide at Boku. Each of our gift boxes are not only gift wrapped in the gift wrap of your choice, which is my favorite part of Boku, honestly, but each box supports at least five women-owned businesses. The product that we source is 100% women and minority-owned small brands and makers, just like you guys. Some of you might even be the brands that we carry, and we give back $1 from each gift box sold. This season, we're donating to Girls Inc., which I am just so proud of. And I know gifting is stressful and Every single one of you listening is so beyond stressed right now. So I want to make gifting a little bit easier for you so you can gift your values stress-free with Boku this season. So just use the code BuyerSide through the end of the year at shopboku.com. The link is in the show notes for you. Okay, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. So today's conversation is going to look a little bit different. So typically, obviously, you come to me and we're talking about business strategies and your product and driving more profit in your business, all the things that are really important. But at the end of the day, in order to be effective in doing any of those things, we obviously need to be taking care of ourselves. That's how we really step into being the CEOs of our business. So I'm not an expert in that. So I'm really excited to have an expert (laughs) here to help us. So I'm really honored. I have Asia Witted here with me today to talk about how we can create calm in the chaos of the holiday season, which we are all in right now. So Asia is a mindfulness coach, 
a speaker and a motivator. She spoke at Ultimate Product Party, which is where I met her in Nashville this year. She's so lovely. She provides practical ways for business owners, especially women, to create calm in the midst of high demands and busy schedules, which we are all experiencing right now. So Asia, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for coming on to the podcast to talk with us. Thank you for the invitation. I am super excited to join you guys and just share a little way that we can create some calm in the midst of all the crazy that is the holiday season for all of us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I should, I should preface this with, we're actually recording this in June. And I'm really restraining myself from not just like pushing like go on this episode, because I think it's a really important conversation. But I asked you if you'd be cool with me holding this until December, because that is I know when everybody that's listening to this is going to be like, yes, I needed this so much. So recording it in June, knowing that, like, come December, we're going to all be like craving this conversation. So thank you for (laughs) allowing me to hold that. I still have like a little bit of the, not the same as Christmas and holiday season, but the end of the year chaos um, for being a mom, that May season and getting school year, all that. So chaos in that season, it's, it's still very fresh. So it's fine. I can put myself there. Yeah, yeah, right. We can easily take ourselves <laughs> back to that. There, right? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background and just how you came to the, the point of being a mindfulness coach. I'd love to hear your journey and your story. Okay. You shared it on the stage in Nashville and it's really inspiring. Yeah, so um, it is very funny. Um, as I talk about it a lot more, I realize I am, I am the person that I have always been. So creating calm has always been something that's been important to me. Um, even going back, like in high school, I remember redoing my, um, sitting room off of my bedroom and like putting like candles and flowers and a rain machine, just so like I could lay in the middle of my floor and relax. Um, but I actually have a degree in dance education. So I've always loved movement. Um, I've always enjoyed pairing my brain and my body together because I know that all matters. Um, so I've taught dance and, um, I also have, am now a official retired eye care professional. So, um, my mom used to work in the eye care field. And when I was getting my degree, I actually got certified. So I started working in eye care back in 2004 and something that I just started, I was like, Oh, well, this is easy. I enjoy it. I love talking. I love working with people. And so I worked in patient care and as I kept going, I moved up. And so I started um, a consulting company. Once I realized I had our second, I didn't want to be in the office because it was very fast paced. I was the opener, the closer. So I got used to always being the go-to person, not taking a lot of breaks, working through lunch, making sure everybody else was taken care of. And so I was like, well, the easy way for me to do this is pull back and I'll start consulting. So I would work with training new incoming eye care professionals in offices and then doctors who were newly open practices and still teaching, still doing education. And um, 2020 hit and I was burned out. Um, and I was dealing with grief, dealing with the loss of my grandparents, just, you know, 2020, the world was shut down. Um, and I remember going on a walk and stopping and I just broke down crying. 
And I was like, what am I upset? Am I sad? What is this? And um, realizing I was burned out. I had been living life on empty. I was going, I was taking care of all my responsibilities, my family, my business, but I wasn't taking time to take care of myself. And so I was still doing yoga. Um, I know I started, that was when I actually started therapy. And so I was in therapy, I was doing yoga. And I remember therapist like, what do you do to just refuel? I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm here to see you. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is my review. And she's <laughs> like, no, like, no, well, how are you pausing? And that concept kind of took over my life, just the idea of a pause. Um, and it first started in parenting with like interacting with my kids and my daughter, particularly my, our oldest, but learning even if I got on my mat and I didn't do a pose, if I could just sit there and get quiet and tap into, hey, how am I feeling today? Am I exhausted? What do I need? That was a pivotal point for me. So um, I started being very intentional about mindfulness. I went um, back and I got my certification as a yoga teacher. And it wasn't for me as much as I want to teach yoga. It was, I want to learn more about what this practice is and this lifestyle and pausing. And I, as I went through that and I started coaching with different clients and people who knew me and were coming to me, they're like, you're always, you seem like you have this nice sense of calm. They said, but you're also always on the go. Um, because I do a lot of things. Um, and I still have a full-time <laughs> job. I still coach. I run a nonprofit, so I'm not the like Zen person who's just sitting somewhere. I'm used to being on the go, but I also know that it's easy to just keep running and running and running and not checking in with ourselves. So that's that was kind of my my heart and my heart to serve, especially women, um, because I know it's so easy for us to live life on empty. And always putting ourselves last, last. whether it you have kids keeps- or not, if you just continuously things go above you. Yes. I think if you like if you own a business or if you have any other responsibility outside of yourself yes. for some reason. And you all put of it before us, you. I don't get it. We you we do. <laughs> and we often think that we have to earn rest versus that, mm. you know, rest rest is something that is productive and it's not selfish. So that was a big also a big um, mindset shift. And so a lot of times in my coaching, before we even start talking about mindfulness, we have to look at limiting beliefs and your mindset, because how, how do you even view rest? Do you look at it as, as yeah. waste of time? Do you feel like you have to earn it? So it's so much more that goes into it outside of just the quiet part and the, the mindfulness piece. I, I love that. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that idea of you have to earn rest because I think that that is something that is really kind of a core belief that I think a lot of entrepreneurs have because we are all doing this because we are passionate about whatever our business is, whether you run a nonprofit, very cool. I did not know that you do that (laughs) (laughs) to being coaches, to having our own product businesses or being creative designers, bringing something out into the world. We all are very driven people. And I very much have always felt that I had to earn rest. And it's not necessarily that I was like, if I work 40 hours this week, I can take one hour off. It's not so calculated. It's more of this like subconscious thing. So are there any, I don't know, ideas or tips that you have for just how to identify how you can, how you view rest or 
understanding if you do feel that you have to earn rest. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of a mind-blowing thing if you haven't heard this concept yet. Yeah, it definitely is because even like I, even knowing I still have to kind of catch myself and be like, okay, Asia, like you're tired. And one for me was just learning to listen to my body. Um, When I've been working and I've been going and I'm a little more fatigued and knowing, knowing your rhythms. um, That's been one thing I've also been researching a lot is knowing our rhythms because we all have our own rhythms. And if you are that person who's really productive in the morning and you are trying to push it through till 11 PM and 12 PM, your body, you're having to push beyond that. And for whatever reason, there's something in your head. For me, my first thing is, Start being a little more aware of how you think about rest. Think about what you're saying around rest. When you hear that word, you're automatically going to think of something. What are your thoughts? What are your words? So our words and our thoughts, they actually shape our beliefs. So if you can start to be a little more aware of that, because we're constantly letting all of our thoughts go through our head and not maybe paying attention to them. But even if you just open yourself to a little bit more awareness, you're going to realize Hey, when I hear the word rest, I'm like, oh, that's, that's not productive. Or if someone says, Hey, can you come do this? And you're so quick to say, Oh no, I can. I have this, this, this. Um, for me, it shows up with a, I'm a list person. I love a to-do list. Um, like I have my planner and then I put it in my phone and then I have my like big calendar. And I'm a person where I have my set to-do list for that day. And if I don't get it done, there's this constant pressure to, oh, no, well, now I have to put it to the next day. Well, maybe I wasn't realistic with my time. Maybe I can't get 85 things done in two hours. (laughs) And knowing and giving yourself the grace that it's okay. There are, of course, going to be deadlines and, you know, um, demands that are coming that you can't push off. But there are times when you just have to look at things and be like, you know what, if I don't get to this today. It's okay. And being able to say that, especially as a business owner and an entrepreneur or a creative, that can be hard. Yeah, it really can. But you, you, you have to give yourself grace for that. I think that you said something really interesting about like productivity. And I think that that's, it's something I want to talk about a little bit because I think the idea of there's obviously the hustle culture. And I think the hustle culture had mm-hmm. has kind of evolved into the productivity culture where people used to right. talk about you have to hustle to, you know, get ahead and you have to, you know, work really hard to be a successful entrepreneur. And then it became, how are you maximizing your time? And how are you being the most productive possible person? I said that backwards, the most productive person possible. There we go. <laughs> like how, yeah. you know, and it's like this idea of we have to always be productive. And so I have a thousand percent fallen into that trap of, you know, feeling like I always need to be productive. And now it's to the point that even if I'm taking a walk, I have to listen to a podcast and I have to be learning. And instead of just allowing myself to walk in silence, which I find really hard to do, or to just like take those rests and pauses. I don't know your thoughts on productivity, but I feel like it's a little bit I don't know. It has kind of a negative connotation to me now (laughs) that I'm unpacking that. Definitely. You have to find your, your balance. And I feel like I look at productivity similar to how I look at success. It's very personalized. Mm -hmm. However, you, you have to look at it too, from a standpoint of if that productivity is costing you your mental health, your relationship with your family, um, it may be time to just dial down the notch. And so even as 
I always will tell clients or even just people I'm having conversation with, I challenge you to be present. So when you're going on the walk, and it is our first idea to, okay, well, I can listen to a podcast or maybe while I'm waiting, I can add this to, to my to-do list or I can record a voice memo of an idea I have for a product or packaging or a campaign or a social media post. But maybe just give yourself 10 minutes of that walk. You know, it may be hard to do the whole walk, five minutes, the first two to, okay, I'm going to give these first two minutes to be present to notice where I'm walking, what am I taking in, what am I seeing, what am I hearing, What what's the feeling outside, is it a brisk breeze, um, do I feel the crunch of leaves as I'm walking, all those things that bring you back into being present will help you also slow down, and I think sometimes when we think about being pr productive, it does go back to that mindset of I have to get things done, and it also goes back to how we were brought up, um, our environment, you know, um, our mindset according to like abundance and lack because it's so many things that are intertwined with that when you look at rest and productivity and success um, that sometimes is you, it's like a ball of yarn and you're trying to like pull it. Um, so you're, you're digging, you're just digging and you may start thinking, okay, well, I'll do this. And then it may key you to, hey, you know, maybe I look at product productivity the wrong way. Maybe I can shift my mindset and how I'm looking at it. So, and, and it's something that you will constantly be working on. It's not a, okay, I flipped the switch and it's fixed and now we're moved on. Every season's also going to be different. You know, as you're scaling your business, you may have to work a little harder. That productivity, you are ramped up during holiday season for you who have subscription boxes. This is a key time. Productivity is key. But then be intentional about, okay, after I get through this season, how do I rest? How do I refuel? How do I sew back into my family or whatever I might have been put on the back burner for this this moment? I think that that's so important because there are seasons of life that are busier where your personal life is busier and you have to pull back on business and business right. is really busy and then you have to pull back on family and finding ways to be able to see that coming is, has been really mm -hmm. important for me. Like I know holiday is going to be busy. So I'm going to put some tools in place so that I can take some things off of my plate at home so that I don't feel all of that pressure to do all the things at the same right. level all the time, because we can't always be operating on all cylinders. You have to like allow yourself no. rest and pausing and all of that. I think that that's so important. That's good. And it goes back to that myth that balance it's never 100% no. balance. We're never 50, 50 or 25, 25, 25. There's always going to be a shift. Mm -hmm. And life's just about ebbs and flows. And if the more you can find ways to, to ride those waves, uh, I feel like the better we will be, whether that's in family, business, personally, um, it's important. So do you so just have that awareness? Yeah, I, I think that that's so important. I'm curious whenever you are in those really busy seasons, if you mm -hmm. maybe thought that you had the foresight and you thought that you were like prepared this year, this is going to be the year that I'm already, I'm ready to go for this crazy season. Oh, of course. <laughs> which, is, which is literally every year, mind you. Like I always right. think I got it. And then my business grows and I'm like, oops, something's like, oops, yes. yeah, just kidding. <laughs> this isn't actually how it's going to go. So if you're, Yes. <laughs> Any tips if you are in that season and shit hits the fan and you're like, I am spiraling, how do you get yourself 
out of that if you don't have the time to take a walk in the day. Like if you don't literally, if your days are so jam packed, you are working your nine to five, you come home, you have your business that you're running, you have your kids, you have your family, all the things. Do you have any tips on how to pause and create some of that space so that you can take care of yourself? Yes, definitely. Um, And I will go ahead and tell you, even as a person who is helping women and business owners find their pause, there are still days that I am just as chaotic, just as crazy as you guys. So no, I don't have it perfect. I always tell people that I'm not as calm as it comes off sometimes. It is it is chaos over here too. Um, uh, but one thing I will say is that self-check-in, it is so important, um, even for me, because there are days when I know taking a walk, especially like, because I still have a nine to five, like going to walk outside at lunch, it's great. But other days I can't, I just, I need to eat. And there's other things I'm probably working on in between lunch. Um, I will work through lunch and that's not great. I'm working on it. But like right now um, where we're having, recording a podcast, I feel actually, I immediately, (laughs) I just immediately (laughs) felt really guilty. I'm like, well, she's doing that right now. I literally do this almost every day. It's always like, I'll, I'll work and then I'll pull out my laptop and like, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then I go to sleep. Yeah. So no, it is. Yes. I, I'm working on that guys. Um, so I would say my two biggest uh, things would be that self check-in. And so I learned this from a group called Beast for change and they call it the vibe check. And so this only takes 10 seconds. Essentially you can make it take a minute and you literally, I always like to close my eyes because that, allows me to kind of check out from wherever everything else is going around. I like to close my eyes. And for me, I always put my hand on my heart because that reminds me that I'm here, that I'm present. It brings me back to that present moment and taking a deep breath and asking yourself at that very moment, how are you feeling? Because when we do get busy, we don't necessarily identify how we feel. Mm -hmm. So we're just worried about, we become human doers and not human beings. So we are doing all the things. We're checking off a list. We're packaging the orders. We're sending out the email. We're checking inventory. We don't check and see how we feel in that moment. So if I just take 30 seconds to, hey, Asia, you feel exhausted. Well, me even saying that and knowing that will allow me to, maybe as I go through the day, if I can still two more minutes, okay, let me just breathe. Um, Another thing I'll do is I use my breath as bookends. Um, And so because I have a tendency to go from various tasks throughout my day um, and to also bring a little bit more of oxygen to my brain so I can stay alert, I'll take some very good deep breaths. So one thing is I start my normal work from home in the mornings. And that also includes taking the kids to school, answering calls as I'm driving. Um, And so what I have, what I like to do is when I first get to my office physically, I'll sit down before I boot up the laptop, before I, I'm a big music person. So before I turn on my music, I'll sit there, I'll close my eyes, I'll take a deep breath. Now that's taking me 30 seconds. I'll take two deep breaths and then I can start my next. And then when I'm done, maybe before I go to lunch, I'll do the same thing and it bookends it so that could close it off. Maybe you had a customer that you had an interaction with. Maybe they were unhappy with their product or something came or delayed shipping. You don't want to carry that into your next task. And because you're going and things are chaotic, if you can just close the chapters to each task and you can do that with your breath. That doesn't cost money. It doesn't require a lot of time. You can do it wherever you are. You can do it in the car, sitting at your desk 
while you're maybe at home playing on the floor with your kids. I have done that. I have literally done that. And my son, he's now five, but he's, mommy, what are you doing? Mommy just needed to take a deep breath. And it's great because now sometimes if he'll see me do that, he'll do it with me. And he'll like, okay, I'll breathe with you too, mommy. And he'll take a deep breath. But even, I love that because even me taking time for myself, even that small habit shows him how to do it. So it shows him and that gives him a little bit of a self-regulation tool as well. So everything we're doing, especially if we're mothers, we're marrying that to our children. And so if they're seeing us run ourselves ragged almost and just go, 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 go and never check in, you don't realize it, but they're going to catch that. Even if we tell them, no, take care of yourself. They're catching and they're seeing it. So that's another thing that always, even in the back of my head, if I don't do it for myself, I do it for the people around me because they're seeing it and I'm modeling that, um, that behavior. That's, first of all, I just have to say I am 100% taking this practice and immediately implementing it in my life because <laughs> even if things are not bad, it's just kind of, okay, I just did a task that was I probably should have had a virtual assistant do for me. And I'm kind of irritated that I'm doing that. Let me yeah. take a breath and then move into the higher level tasks that I need to do. Like that is such a yes. great thing. And I love, I love how you talk about how that you're modeling that for your own kids and you're being an example for your kids. And I watched your TEDx talk this morning and it's fantastic. Awesome. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Because you guys, we have a TEDx talker, speaker, (laughs) talker, oh my God, on the podcast. Like, hello, that's amazing. But it was so empowerful to listen to just the way you show up for your kids. And I think it's something that everybody that has children listening to, I think would really resonate with it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that's my, that's my big job. That's the number one job. All this other stuff. It's just stuff. Doing for them, but that, that's the important the important part yeah. but yeah using using the breath and then we always forget how important it is to breathe because it's automatic mm-hmm. and we're doing it as we're talking as we're moving about but it's getting we get oxygen to our brain it brings down our blood pressure it slows down our heart rate so even just taking those two deep breaths even if you just did it in the morning did it at the end of the day that's also good for your physical body as in your physical health so it's it's a great tool just that we already have that we could utilize yeah and you kind of take it for granted like you said it's an automatic thing and sometimes mm-hmm. when you're stressed if you you catch yourself actually not breathing like that tightening in yes. your chest a lot of times is because you are not getting enough oxygen into your body. You're not. Because you're just holding it's yourself. That, this tightness, even, and especially now because we are so digital and we're constantly here. Um, and this is something I even worked on when I was teaching dance because we had a guest come in and for all of the dance teachers, she did body work for us. So we all didn't teach that day. And it was funny. She went around the room and she's like, I can pinpoint which one of you do other things and who are maybe at a desk all day. And it was because we're constantly and you can't, my hair's everywhere, but (laughs) your ears and your shoulders are right here. It's like this tight little connection. And so she's like, take a deep breath, bring your shoulders down, open up the chest. And even just that motion alone, if you could, as a business owner, and this may sound crazy, but add a little bit of visualization. When you sit there at your desk, when you're packaging up orders, Take that deep breath and imagine your shoulders floating down. Imagine your scapulas being pulled down 
and bring that in and open up the chest. It's a little bit of my like dance teacher coming it. out, but it'll like, it will, it'll also relax you and it'll, it helps your posture. It's going to help you with back problems later on in life as we're aging, like all these things. And it also opens up your sternum so that you can get good airflow through your body. Um, so it's all those little things. We don't always connect like our mind and our body integration and those things, but it, it definitely matters. It really does. Do you recommend, I mean, yoga seems like an obvious thing, but are there any specific workouts or like quick physical movements in addition to that, like lowering of your shoulders and opening of your chest? Are there any resources or anything that you particularly like or point your clients to? I know I'm kind of putting... I, that. Um, <laughs> I, I do love yoga, but I will, and I'm always very open and honest when I say I love yoga. I don't get a lot of time on my mat. If I get a good 15 minutes, that's amazing. So I'm probably going to do like a quick sun salutation. Um, but I absolutely love, um, like two of the poses I love is the cat cow when it's fun. Um, I've always taught movement to kids. Yeah. So I like the sounds, yeah. but it's also really good because we don't realize how much tension we hold a lot of times in our lower back. So moving the stress through that. And then, um, in our nervous system, we also hold a lot of tension and stress and trauma in that region of our body as well. So working that through, and then even just child's pose, because it feels good. You can stretch, you can lay and hang out there for a while. Um, can't tell you sometimes I will just lay when I was in like just my own office uh, before we moved to this building. It was not uncommon for them to come find me in the middle of lunch, like just <laughs> like, what are Love you it. doing? Like us, I had a really angry customer. I just need to reset. Um, and so even if you may not be able to do a 30 and 45 minute workout, walking is great. And I'm a big, big like pusher for walking outside. Um, I know everybody loves like a stationary bike and a Peloton and cycling, but just get outside. Like you, you, you'll see so much if you take that time to be present. Like, so even like in however winter, you choose to move your body. Yeah. I mean, even in the yeah. winter, it's like sometimes that really crisp air is so good for yes. you or like if yes. it's raining, I mean, who cares if you get wet? Like remember when your kids and that joy of get it, like being outside in the rain outside, sometimes yeah. as an adult it's like that's actually really it like brings you back to those like happy little moments so i i also really like to be outside i also like to try and get outside before there's something about 11 a.m with like your the cycle if your circadian rhythm and being outside before 11 a.m is supposed to be really good for your rhythms back to that um conversation about oh, rhythm nice. earlier so that's a little thing yeah. that i've learned that does seem to help i think who knows? That's so good. I grasp it. Yeah, get out. <laughs> I, have an, I have one last question for you. And it's really like, if I, this happens to me a lot. And I, so I want your thoughts on this. So I start out my day and I'm like, this is going to be a good day. I'm going to crush this day. I have a huge to-do list, but I'm like all ready to go. I did my 20 minute workout. I've got my smoothie. I have my collagen powder and my coffee. Like I'm crushing it. Yeah. I washed my hair. Like I got this. And then something like curveballs and just like my husband's in a bad mood. And then I'm immediately like, well, yes. F this day. Like this is horrible. Like, and, or I'm, or a customer automatically like, automatically, like right. and when you're in such a fragile state, like, 
post Black Friday as a retail business owner <laughs> and you're like one time, like the wind can blow the wrong way and I'm immediately like pissed off. So how do you protect your own energy from those outside factors? Is it the breath work and is it those kinds of things that you'd recommend or is it just it's... like sometimes it happens? Sometimes it happens. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It happens. Yeah. There are going to be days where I'm just, um, I will be honest. I had one of those days yesterday and it was just, it was gloomy. Um, I tell people I'm like an oversized plant. Like I need sun. I like it to be outside. Like if it's, we've, we've had rain off and on for the last week and a half. So I'm about at that point where I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta leave Texas for a little bit. I need to see some sun. Yeah. Um, but you will have those days. And so one, give yourself the grace, um, identify it, call it what it is. I'm pissed today. I just, I don't have the time. I'm done peopling. It is what it is. But what I would also say is find those things that are like good and nurturing for you. So if you can find something that gives you a little bit of joy or a spark of joy, um, I love, love, love. It's um, an author and she also speaks. Uh, her name is uh, Cindy Spiegel and she wrote Micro Joys. And she talks about these little simple things. Uh, one of her little anecdotes is about the perfect cup of coffee and it's like a certain color. And so if you know it's just been a bad day, your husband's ill, he's bringing, he's raining on your parade. You've got your kids that are going crazy. Get your favorite cup of coffee. Go in a corner and just enjoy it. Do something that's kind to you. Um, I read a book, and I have to remember who it was by, um, but it was called "Buy Yourself the Fucking Willies," which oh, was crazy. Tara, and I was like, Tara Schumer. Yes, Schumer? yes, Tara. I don't know how to say. Yes, yeah. this is a random fact, but, but my my brother in law's partner is best friends with her. What a random fact! Really, but that book is fantastic. It is amazing. And I loved, I mean, my best friend read it together and I loved how she said like when that. life will throw you those, those moments when things just come off kilter, do something kind for yourself. Um, so whether that's a cup of coffee, uh, turn on your favorite song, go dance, have a dance party, um, sing some crazy karaoke. It's sure. like, do something that sparks that joy again. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm a big, I, I'm a big supporter of play. Um, I love when I just need to shift things. Um, one going outside, but I love getting on a swing. That's something I've did as a child that I absolutely love. And so, you know, and I've gone to the park without my kids and spent five minutes just on a swing. I love that. And you'd be surprised how much better you feel. And it may look crazy, but who cares? Literally. Who cares if they're like, why is she, why is she on that swing? It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm doing something. I'm working into yes. something. You know what? Actually, um, you should probably try it yourself. Don't question yes, me. You're cranky. Yeah. Right. Come join me, but I'm not pushing you. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So I say, give yourself that grace, but then no, have your toolbox. Um, I know a lot of therapists talk about having your toolbox, whether that's, you know, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, the things that make you feel better, but also the things that bring you joy. Um, if you're a candle person, I do this at work. I keep a candle at my desk. And sometimes that's just for the ambiance. Um, and sometimes that is this scent, scent makes me feel better and I love it. And when I have that rude customer on the phone, I can light it and it'll take me to a happy place. It can be a picture. Um, I have affirmations and cool words and pictures on my walls. And then I also have pictures of like my family. And um, 
those are those little things that we don't realize help keep us kind of sane, especially when we're serving so many people. And I commend everyone who has a product based business because those are like another beast. That is like, I can't imagine. It's like the inventory and getting things out and shifting and like, it's a lot you, of moving you guys parts. Are amazing. It's a lot of moving parts. Right? It's so many. Like, it's just me. It's like all this in here. And I'm now, only thing I have to keep up with is all like my notebooks because I'm a like a notebook junkie and I have yeah. them everywhere. Um, but you, give yourself that grace. You're doing a great job. Um, every once in a while, you just need to, I'm doing a great job. Who cares yeah. if I'm pissed off right now? I'm still doing a great job. I and love I'm a that. rock star. I love that. It's like reminding yourself that you are you are amazing. And also this is your life. And so having more fun and more play yes. in your life. I love those reminders of like your toolbox. So that's yeah, totally taking this, taking this with me. And I hope that this is resonating with people. I feel like it has to, cause this is just so amazing. So tell me, I like, don't want this to end, but I know I want to respect your lunchtime. <laughs> so tell us how everybody can find you, how they can work with you and just be in your really positive energy. All right. Well, so I am Asia with a Z, which is always fun. Um, I'm Asia's crafty mom world and power to pause on Instagram. Um, and then for my mindfulness coaching, I do have a newsletter. So if you want a little more calm every Monday, I send it out. So some days there'll be affirmations. Sometimes you'll see me pop up on video and I'll either lead you in a short yoga sequence or a breathing exercise or guided meditation. And then sometimes I'm just going to be honest and say, Hey, I'm dealing with this. And if you are too, this is how we're going to get through it together. Um, so I have a newsletter that comes out weekly. And then um, I'll also be starting a new cohort um, coaching program. And it's, they're really small because I'm big on community. And then once you're in my community, you're not getting rid of me. I am a like motivator, encourager by nature. So I'm always going to be there if you ever need me. I'm even listening to this. If something resonated and you want to shoot me a DM, reach out, have a question. I'm here, um, but I'll be starting a new, our next cohort starts in January. So if you join the newsletter, subscribe, you can find me there and I'd love to connect. So follow me and I like to chat. So I'm gonna send put, me a message. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes so people can find <laughs> you every which way possible. I'm on your newsletter. Yes. I'm enjoying it on my, on my Monday morning. So awesome. I, I will put all the the details and links in the show notes. So if you're listening, make sure you go give her a follow. I'm so, I'm yeah. so grateful to you for being here and sharing all of this. This is, I think just such an important conversation and the work that you're doing is really important for women, whether you own a business or not. So yeah, I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. I'm super excited. I enjoyed this. Oh, good. Good. Thank you so much. Okay. Hope you have a good day. You too. Thank you. Hey friend, quick question for you. Are you feeling stuck with how to get your brand to stand out on FAIR? I'm asking you because as a buyer myself, I can tell you that there are just so many brands out there vying for the attention of these buyers, but I know that your brand has something so special and it needs to be seen. I put together a private podcast for you that goes deeper into what buyers are really looking for on the FAIR platform and how you can stand out from the crowd to grow your wholesale business and really land those dream buyers. So if this resonates with you, head to the link in the show notes for instant access.
Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.